まだ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な Welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I'm Em. I am Jackson. And we are here at episode seven. Episode seven. We can't do that every time. We've done that every time. <laughs> I will do it until we hit episode 50. No, we、stop. won't do it for episode 50. We'll do it for every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 50. Yes. Deep cuts for the Gundam podcast. t h i s nothing to do with Gundam. No. Jackson. <laughs> Hello. In the intervening week, have you watched an anime? Absolutely not. Okay. I've been playing Final Fantasy. I'm going to ask every week, and someday you'll say yes. Yeah, no, but it's,、uh, I've got to finish 10, and I've got to watch Enterprise. I have my th- things I'm doing. Nope. I watched an anime. What anime did you watch? I watched five episodes of Little Witch Academia, which is a Netflix original produced by Netflix. That's not true. I think it's by Trigger, according to the credits, I think. Yes, people, it has controversy in the way that Netflix brought it over. Like, they waited for the full series to be done. They didn't do it week by week, like Crunchyroll. I don't know. People were. Like, if, if I was watching anime, I would be mad about that. As someone who was just like, I want an anime, but I want it in English. Yes, I'm listening to the, sub,、uh, the dubbed version. I don't care. Don't at me.、Um, I'm having a great time. Oh, how's the dub? Because I would assume that a lot of. I, I assume the dub would be bad. um it's It seems fine. uh I feel like the voice choices are a little all over the place sometimes, but in a way that's. um Like, part of it is I wanted to show that I didn't have to read. Like, I just wanted to watch it. Like, my one of the big things, and I know it's. I know it's like the anti intellectual stance, is when I want to watch anime, I just want to watch it. I don't want to have to read the goddamn subtitles.、Mm-hmm. uh Because I get it, I get too in focused on like reading it, and then I like don't pay attention to the visuals, and I just wanted to have a good cartoon that I could watch.、Yeah. And so having something that was、uh, dubbed helped a lot with that. Because、uh, it's a really cute,、uh, fun, cartoony anime. It's really good. Cool. It's about three girls who go to a magic school.、Uh, stop me if you've heard this before. The main girl is like idolizes a magician that everyone else is just like, she just does stage magic. She's not a real magician and she doesn't really know how to do magic on her own. So she has to use her friends to help her get magic done to get through this school.、Uh, so the power of friendship saves the day、oh. until she eventually will learn her talent, I assume. Oh, Boku no Witch Academia. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, yep. I don't know. The, the like, quote unquote villain of the show is like the girl who is like good at everything, but she's not, she's not super bratty or anything. She's mostly just too busy to deal with these idiots. Like, she's like, I'm going to class. I will run into you and show you up and you'll get mad, but it's not my fault. I'm literally not trying to brag. I'm just good at everything.、Oh, and I like her so a lot. So it's going to be the show where everyone is just friends at the end because it's one of those shows. Yes, yes! absolutely. See, that's what I want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, the conflict so far is like,、uh, we stole a pie from the pantry and we're,、uh, we are in detention and we wanted to sneak out so one of my friends could meet the author of her favorite、uh, book, book series about vampires and werewolves. I fucking love it. And the it. romance triangles they're in. I love it. I love it. How many Harry、yeah. Potters out of five would you give it?、Uh, it? It is three times better than any Harry Potter already. Okay. That's, that's、uh, I mean, I guess it depends. 
please insert your opinion on Harry Potter to see how much that means. It's bad. <laughs> That's my opinion of Harry Potter. Little Witch Academia, however, is good. I'm glad it's just a nice, cute slice of life thing that you can watch. I might uh, check one out at yep. some point when I'm done with Kaon. Yeah. Um, before we get into our episodes, we need to address the elephant in the room. No, we don't. Yes, no, we, we do. don't. We don't need to address uh, someone, anything. Sam. Someone helpefully pointed out to us, yeah, Sam helpfully pointed out to us last episode, that we've been saying the guy with the dumb helmet and the red is name wrong the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Apparently, it is Shah Aznabal and not Char Aznabal. And I've, I obviously can hear them say Shah in the... In the voice acting, but I thought it was localized to Char, just because that was just my assumption. But no, everyone says Char all the time, and I have decided it's wrong and bad, and you're all dumb. But I guess... Sorry, it's Char. I guess Char. I'll say the it's thing Char. that is correct. We have to change it. We have to change oh. it. Eggman. Dr. Eggman. <laughs> yes, no, I'm going to call... Uh, um, every single time that they the white base comes into contact with him, I'm going to say Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking worse. <laughs> Char as the uh, yes, mean we, bean machine. <laughs> I just assumed it was Char because uh, when I'm listening in Japanese, apparently I just don't pay that much attention to what they're actually saying, like sound-wise. Um, I just assume that's on that me. I just assume that the localization is, you know, I don't know how certain words are romanized and what have you. The only reason this is a real problem for us is because we are also reading a bunch of Star Trek books on our podcast, Second yes. Officer's Log. <laughs> Where there's another character named Shar. <laughs> not only is there another character named Shar, there is another character on the show I'm watching called Shran, who is just like Shar in many ways. Because so it's just a whole thing. Oh, he is way he is way more like Gundam Shar. Oh, he, than Star Trek Shar. Oh, he is, like is Shar. way more like Shar than Shar is like Shar. You can see oh. the problem. <laughs> and this is a specific problem that no other human beings on Earth have ever had or will ever had, except us two in this very specific stupid moment in time. <laughs> Yep. That out of the way, let's get to our episodes today, episodes 13 and 14. Wherein there is no Shah whatsoever. <laughs> well, that's why we had to bring it up yeah. now. <laughs> Does not appear in these episodes. <laughs> Episode 13 is called Till We Meet Again, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the episode for me is called Coming Home, because I'm using the, like, uh, official English uh, yes. titles, and no. you've got uh, literal translations uh, of the Japanese titles. Yes, apostrophe, till we meet again, comma, mom, ellipses, till oh. we meet again, mom. Oh, that's a lot. That's You You said the words, but I didn't realize the subtext that the punctuation was, like, the way it was pulling. That's why I told you not to look it up, because uh, I wanted you to react genuinely. Yeah, because I was about to, I was like, what is this? And then you said, no, don't look it up. I'll have to, I have to let you know. God, of course. Well, good job. What happens in this episode? White base is parked on a beach, and everyone's taking a much-needed rest. Ryu and Hayato are sparring, the orphan children are splashing, and Mirai and Sayla are getting some sun, which is a novel experience when you normally live in an artificial environment. Meanwhile, Amuro is headed home to his mother, to the home of his mother, who stayed on Earth when Amuro and his father went into space years ago for his dad's work. The town, however, is full of occupation fed, occupying Federation soldiers who've gotten cozy taking over abandoned homes like that of his mother. Assaulting several soldiers who are getting drunk in his living room, Amuro wanders through town only to come across the mother of a childhood friend who lets him know that his mother isn't dead, but instead resides in a nearby church helping tend the wounded. Amuro jets off, there's a tearful reunion between mother and son, and the moment is broken by Xeon forces beginning a regular patrol. Amuro's hidden in one of the beds, as if he's one of the wounded. 
Meanwhile, back at the white base, Ryu is sent out on a, in the second core fighter to take out some Xeon air patrols. He manages to destroy one and damage another, but his fuel lines hit in the skirmish and he has to return to base. Uh, the escaping ship is headed towards Amaro's position, so Bright makes a call to Amaro to intercept. This call comes at the worst possible time, as the Xeon soldiers in the church overhear the communicator going off, and as they close in on Amaro's hospital bed, he shoots one soldier from beneath the covers and rushes after the second fleeing soldier, firing wildly into the street. Amaro's mother is horrified that he could shoot another person and be a soldier like this, and a stunned Amaro is amazed that someone would question his desire to save himself in the face of battle. He rushes off to finish Ryu's mission as his mother yells that she's ashamed of her son for turning into just another killer. Amaro follows the wayward Zeon patrol back to the airfield and rendezvous with Kai bringing the Gundam. Uh, to getting back in his mobile suit, he destroys the base with ease. Amaro says one final tear tearful farewell to his mother as bright tells her how useful her son is to protect them all and the white base leaves as she breaks down crying the end oh this is a big episode uh yeah no uh amro and his mom uh time has torn them apart forever yeah no he is a soldier now <laughs> you know he's a soldier that's what i think of when i think of amro ray soldier yes amro way soldier i mean we like get a good glimpse at what a regular actual soldier is of the in the federation in this episode and they all suck they all suck so much yeah i mean in part they're all like oh we've been they like they mentioned that they've basically been abandoned here because the front line is like ahead and they're just like the soldiers that were left to like we're gonna go fight you stay here and like make sure this town isn't occupied by zeon and so they're just like the most bored like third rung soldiers and so they get into trouble as soldiers tend to do without command structure yep uh god this yeah this episode's a lot uh the the scene where amaro like is in a hospital bed and then shoots a man and then literally in front of screaming and horrified refugees just empties his clip into the open street is who it's a lot yep. it's not a very comfortable it, moment yeah. in gundam no, it's weird because for the last 12 episodes, Amro has been, like, in many ways outside of, like, Kai, the most childish person on the ship, outside of the actual children. Mm -hmm. And he comes in and he, like, lands in his fighter and he's, like, suddenly, like, everyone looks at him as the big shot, like, Federation soldier. Like, he's the one in, he's the one in uniform and he's the one who's clearly in control and he's got, like, he's got a goddamn core fighter that he lands in the middle of, like, a lawn. Um and seeing that contrast where, like, compared to normal people, now Amro is just, like, a figure of authority, and yet we all know Amro is just a messy child, uh, is really good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good time, but this is maybe the most effective episode yet of just hammering home the tragedy of what has been happening to these fucking children on the white base. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> uh, I also like that everything that's happened is so, like... Uh, regular in this town that when Amro lands and his mother and him have a tearful like reunion, the villagers like, hey, um, you can talk to your mom, but please cover your fighter first so nobody sees it. Uh and also the kids are like, oh fuck off. I don't have a mom. Yep. Oh look at yeah. you, you got a mom. Oh dickhead. <laughs> yep. All these orphans running about. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't care. Um what was I going to say? Oh, uh, my! Uh, one of my favorite bits of Gundam stuff is when the technology doesn't work and the, him almost failing to do the midair conversion is really funny to me. Imagine if the top half of the Gundam had just like hit the ground, <laughs> sunk in, and they'd have to like tow it out. Oh, that would have been pretty funny. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, they, so the whole like final attack sequence after he um, 
after all the like oh shit you're a soldier my mum hates me now because my mum just <laughs> doesn't you know they they go and follow this fighter and attack this base basically completely pointlessly like they have he was notified of the fighter because the fighter was coming in his direction but then the fighter crashes and they just destroy this base but it has ab it's a worthless base it's just a bunch of people yeah, near even, a small town like bright bright is on the base like cri like criticizing uh kai and amro for going after this base like this is a waste of resources this base is nothing it doesn't matter but here they are like and, and it just cuts to the gundam like standing in this like on this like tarmac where a bunch of planes are just shooting guns out of its head like a horrible monster just killing everyone yeah it's really it's a lot and it's uh this episode does a lot of um like pointing out just how much of uh how fucking weird it is that the white base is just a bunch of children because obviously actual theoretically like soldiers would understand okay so i've got to do this because this is why like th this is war so we do these things in order to win the war and it's all bad blah blah blah, blah. but like amaro and kai just do this because it's like what they ha do now they have internalized this is the rhythm of how you uh how like life operates on the white base with the gundam and the fact that this actually is a terrible strategic decision and a needless massacre doesn't even like apply to them yeah it's it's yeah it's a real thing yeah uh and then amro's mom again not happy that her son is a soldier i mean i assume that she's also mad because her husband took amro into space to go build giant robots we get a lovely little flashback of baby baby amro with his hat baby amro is adorable he's so adorable i love his hat you know in his short pants and high socks. The 70s. Uh, it's really, it's really something else. But yeah, the idea that he just, why did it, why did his father get Amro in like the, we're, I'm going into space. I'm taking our son that I clearly don't actually care that much about. He said like, oh, it's beautiful. The, like the, the, the side is this amazing invention. I need my child to see it. I mean, I'd want to go see the side. Don't get me wrong. No. But I don't know. I, I assume eventually... Uh, Amra's dad's gonna show up and be shitty in a bunch of ways towards his kid. So they do. They do mention that they don't know where Amra's father is. Making that canon, if we had missed it, because we had talked about. I feel like he's missing, but who knows? Because yeah, he just didn't. Yeah, he was there in episode one, and then he just wasn't there. Yeah, there was a big scramble, and people got lost. Uh, also, uh, Bright coming out and being Amra's fake dad to tell his mom how good of a job he's doing on the white base is maybe the best thing Bright has ever done. Yep. Bright's ridiculous, but Bright is going to stick up for his crew all the time, always. Yeah, your son's been doing a great job. We're all very proud of him. He saved us many times. But then all... Frabo's just in the back being, like, the most, like, oh, God, how this is the worst. Yeah, because all, all, like, uh, all Amaro's mom is hearing is, uh, your son's amazing at murder. He's done many murders, and he will continue to do more murders for us if he wishes to. <laughs> yeah. And because she is, like, because it is implied that the refugees are not like federation citizens or zeon citizens they just live here and this shit is going on around them and those distinctions aren't meaningful in the way they are for the soldiers yeah like even if they were something at one point the the fighting is like nearby enough that they've probably changed whose citizens they are multiple times so they don't give a they fuck. don't give a fuck and like when amaro shoots the guy like he lives he survives and they just immediately start helping him uh, mm -hmm. and Amaro like Amaro isn't like weirded out by that but he does think it's strange that everyone is judging him because presumably had they found him out they would have killed him yeah 
Yeah. Uh, for sure. And, like, the Xeon soldiers, like, they come in and they're, like, taunting the, like, children with candy bars and stuff. So they're not, they're also bad guys. Yeah, yeah the, the kid's like, uh, well, no, the soldier's like, do you want a candy bar? And the kid just goes, no, I'd like my mom and dad back, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just laugh. Uh, yeah, the actual, like, children of this war might actually be the most well-adjusted people in all of Gundam. <sighs> That's, that is a tragic statement. Yep. <laughs> Poor kids. I think that's probably it for this episode, though. Unless you have something. I think so. Else. Yeah. No. It it was a lot. It was very good. It was just a great twenty minutes. It packed a lot in. How a, how a television episode's an hour long sometimes. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. All right. Musical sting. Shoo! Episode fourteen is time. Be still. Which I cannot believe is the same name on your version. Yes, it is. That just seems like the most, uh, like, rough, like, translation that they would have changed. Nope. Anyway. Summary. Small group of Xeon soldiers in a backwater Xeon base get word that the Federation mobile suit is near, and together they hatch a plan to take it out, thinking that if successful, they'll get to go home. Meanwhile, the white base is receiving some resupplies from our favorite red-headed lady. Uh, her name is Matilda. You did not have this in here. No, I forgot Thank her you. name. I was like, fuck, I don't <laughs> want to Google Gundam characters. That'll own me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Amro skipping sleep and meals to catch a peek of her. He is smitten. Fraubo is kind of ticked off by this. Amro is completely oblivious as to why things are tense of, between them. Amro's name. <laughs> Fraubo. Fraubo walks away in her uh, trench coat being sad. It's amazing. However, before there can be any more teen drama, the next day, Xeon soldiers make their attack, using their one Zaku to attack the resupply ship and lure the Gundam out. Amuro engages the Zaku in combat, but instead finds the Xeon soldiers woefully under-equipped with unshielded machine gun drones. I have these listed as speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. Okay, <laughs> yes. Fuck. Because it's, it's a real 70s design. Like, nothing would look future like this in like past the 70s. It's ridiculous. Yep. They lead the Gundam into a trap and use their maneuverability to plant bombs all over the Gundam's weak points. The Gundam makes it back to the white base intact, and it's a race against time for Amro to remove all the bombs before the timer ticks down and they all explode. With little help from his friends, Amro manages to remove the bombs, while the Xeon soldiers are sad they have to stick around. They head down to the Gundam in civilian disguise and congratulate Amro on his bravery. Everyone could so easily be friends, but as ever, war is hell. You did not mention that they're watching from a hillside as Amuro is removing all the bombs, which this episode might be my favorite episode of this show that we watched Okay, so good, because it's really good. Because you, you yes. told me, oh, these are two fantastic episodes. And I under, like I understood basically going into the first one exactly. Like it, it played very much like a big, important episode of Gundam. I like this one because of how small it is. Yep. Uh... So, couple notes. At, at the beginning of this episode, Bright receives yes. a field commission to Ensign, and Matilda mentions that it is only through General Revel's intervention that he's not being tried for treason and executed, so, which is a lot to drop on I Bright. couldn't tell. Him, I didn't include that in the description because I knew we'd get into it. Uh, so, yes. I couldn't tell if that was a demotion or a promotion. <laughs> it's a promotion. Okay. He was not actually, a, he was not an officer. He has been given a commission. Okay, so he's now an ensign and he's the most qualified guy on this ship. Uh, yeah, no, most of them are children. Like, Bright was, like, I assume he was like a cadet or something. And the way, that, so, she, so Matilda's like, oh, um, by the way, you're an ensign. And by the way, you were almost killed. But instead, they have, the Federation have decided that we're going to keep you and all the children on the ship, and basically use you as a guinea pig in order to get data. Like, eventually you will die, but we will use the data from 
what happens when a bunch of children control the Gundam? Well, it's not even it's not even that there you're going like she's like, oh, you're going to die. It's that we don't have any other officers to give you like we're out. Mm-hmm. We're fresh out. You are the most qualified people on this to pilot this ship. Oh, it's uh, it's looking dire out there. But yep. And I mean, she does mention she's like civilians often uh, think up better plans than we ever could. So that's why we're just going to let you command this uh, ship for a it's while. It's been working so far. We'll take the data and hopefully put it towards something bigger. But you're on your own and you're going to be on your own. Uh, and you almost died, but you're an ensign now. So shout out to you, Bright. While Amro is watching this conversation, like, oh, look at the lady. <laughs> he like he like comes up. Does he come up from the yeah. stairs or an elevator? No, I don't ladder. remember. He comes up. Yes, and he just sees her, like, towering over him with, like, lights behind her from the bridge, and he's like, oh, a beautiful angel, <laughs> and it's the dumbest. Amro sucks. He's also probably, like, hallucinating because he hasn't slept and hasn't eaten in days. He's, like, skipping meals and just, like, oh. I mean, to be fair, he was doing that, like, three episodes ago. Like, he just continues to be that person. Sure. In this episode, he's very clearly like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to sleep because I need to look at this beautiful angel. Uh, and then she like turns to him and goes, remember that sleeping is part of a pilot's job. And he goes, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> not that it, not that it does anything. And then he goes back to his room and Frau Bo's there. I assume she's like, she, it looks almost like she like waited around since the last episode. It basically <laughs> That's does. like how it's. And so she's been waiting for him for hours, and she's just in a trench coat being sad, and he walks up to her, and she storms off because he's smitten. What happens is this amazing conversation where she says, where were you? And Amro goes, toilet. (laughs) 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 To which she responds, not with, you've been in the toilet for five hours, but the toilet's in that direction, Amro. (laughs) Uh, we this show needs more Fraba. I think we do get more Good. eventually, but she's great whenever she shows. She's up. great, and she has to put up with this child. Yep. So the actual plot: we find this base of like just like low-level soldiers just doing their job. Like every time we've met officers and soldiers, they've been like cartoonish. Like oh, like last episode they were stealing. They they were like stealing and like drinking out of people's homes and stuff. Uh, all of the officers have been incompetent and shouty. These guys are just like we're gonna sit here and play cards and clean up our zaku and try to do the best we can in this shitty base in the middle of nowhere yeah they're not like super into the war they're not super like shitty to anyone they're just kind of getting through playing cards gossiping about shit but because because they talk about how they have like literally one zaku and like a couple like small ships the when the white base flies by it is just like here is all of the guns on one ship just like infinite warfare just flew by yes yes call of duty infinite warfare (laughs) that's not what i meant you know what i mean um but yeah and then they decide you know what let's give it a go there is a commander on this base like i don't think he's an actual like big character but someone makes comment like oh it's exactly what this guy would do begin with a c i forgot his name yeah i I didn't write it down he i don't think he matters yes no he doesn't matter but there's clearly a guy on this base who like would do something ridiculous like this and everyone's like that guy and continues sweeping like the runway or something Yep. Yeah, and then when they're like, uh, they're like, uh, we want to go out. He's like, yeah, sure, I guess. Go ahead. And it is by far the most effective plan to kill the Gundam that has ever been attempted by Zeon. Like, 
Yeah, so so they so the one Zaku lures the Gundam out, and then they're they're in the woods, and this is the first time Amuro's like actually like fought in like terrain that like people know, and so that Zaku instantly is able to like lose Amuro in the woods where he's just like jumping around, getting behind trees, and Amuro has no idea how to find him, and it's really good how much just like a terrain advantage can totally flummox Amuro because he doesn't know the first thing about actually like fighting anybody. He was he first fought in space and then like in just complete empty deserts. Yeah, like he hits really hard. Like if he gets you, you're gonna be dead. But if y- if you know how to outmaneuver the Gundam, he is lost. He has no idea. Uh, and yeah, and so he's like in the uh, in the forest, and then a bunch of like you said, speeder bikes come up with guns. Yep. They are ba- like they're just they've got like they're basically little platforms with guns with propellers underneath them. Um, yeah, they're re- they are extremely like retro future looking at them from in 2017. They're great. I love it so much. The design is so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, the first one that he sees, he shoots, like, on instinct, and then he freaks out that he just shot, like, a person in, like, a little frame. He's like, I can't do this. I, like, I can't kill these people. They're barely defended. Yeah, uh, because yeah, that one guy gets so exploded, and he's like, I basically shot a rocket launcher at a fly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Amro can't handle any time that he actually reckons with the damage he's doing to people. No, he has to, it has to be, like, in the man. moment of adrenaline or orders or... Anything that can take away from the the feeling that he's actually in a death machine killing innocent people all the time. Yeah, so they buzz around and they plant those explosives. One guy, like, gets on the Gundam, plants explosives, and then bungee jumps and then repels down the leg. He is the coolest man in this entire show. I, I was I almost slacked you as that happened, going, a guy just bungee jumped off the Gundam, <laughs> and not even off, like, the head, off, like, the leg. Yo. Yeah, that that dude, it, it, he he should be the one who is in charge of everything. And the thing that actually screws the the Xeon plan <laughs> is the fact that they plant all these bombs, but they don't have remote control bombs. So there's like a line about this. I'm like, why don't they just explode the bombs? This seems stupid. Why are they trying to like hit the bombs and then hoping the timer runs out? Uh, <laughs> no, they they just yeah. don't have bombs. That they're, can they're like, yeah, we, uh, we should we probably shouldn't have said it for thirty minutes. And then the guy's like, we didn't know it would be so easy to plant the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Because they set the time of thinking, oh, we don't want these bombs to like explode ourselves. We should give ourselves some time. But no, <laughs> they plant them immediately, and then uh, Amra has a bunch of time to disarm them. Uh, Which is just like he sets like the well, one bomb goes off instantly is the one on the shield, yes. and it like blows up. It blows the shield in half basically. And Amra's like, oh wait, um, they can actually they've they've done it. They figured out how to hurt me. Yep, and so he he basically sets the Gundam down, relaxing in a field as he then gets in a like a hoist crane and is busy dismantling the bombs. And they don't want to spend more people on it because it's like these bombs are probably going to go off. We don't know why they haven't yet. It's weird that they haven't. So we can only sacrifice one person, and Amro being Amro volunteers to be killed. Ah, uh, yes. Until so he gets all the bombs off, uh, but then there's one more bomb underneath the Gundam. So everyone like sprints through the right base. Um, are the well as they're watching him do those take those bombs off like everyone is slowly cracking like frau Bo accuses mirai of being a coward for not yep. like allowing other people to go out and do it as they're running to sprint like everyone's crying because they've been watching amro do this for 20 minutes yep. it's really good 
Uh, uh, like imagine watching everybody's friend like sit there and like almost die multiple times for minute like twenty minutes. That's a long time. It would I would be rough too. And then they raise the gun's leg. Uh, they get the final bomb off. They put it in the like uh this car. Uh, him, Ryu, and Kai all jump in as they drive. All they're in two cars. One with the bombs. One for them to jump into and turn around. The Kai's uh, the uh, Ryu's driving, and then they all drive away exactly as the bombs explode. And all the fucking Zeon officers are watching through binoculars on a hill, going, Ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but also in watching all of that happen they they ended up with like this weird admiration of the Gundam like oh man he's he's really doing it huh yep. crazy because <laughs> yeah, they don't care and so so they so they all decide to like get in civilian outfits and pile in a van and drive past so they can actually look at the Gundam and like the Gundam pilot and wish him like good luck on having done that and congratulations basically well, I- they drive past an arrow being the idiot that he is. It's like, oh. Yeah, no. So so they, so they drive past like, hey, Gundam pilot, why are you sitting here in the grass looking all sad? Are you injured? Get in the Gundam. Do a good job. We're rooting for you. And then they drive off. And arrow being an idiot is like, oh, man, being on Earth must be nice. And then, so my my impression is that that's everyone's response except for Bright okay. and Mirai and I assume Sela. Like Bright is like, oh, those are definitely the pilots. And is it Mirai who's like, yes, of course yeah, they no, are. I didn't know if it was like Amro was an idiot or if it was just Bright and Mirai who like are the only people that yeah, know anything. I, my assumption is that only the three people who actually know what the hell's going on knew <laughs> what was Bright going on. Because I'm like, it's cl- it's clearly them, right? That's clearly them. And uh, thankfully, yeah. Bright is also like, well, that's them. <laughs> I guess they wanted to come down and say hello. Yeah, no. Just a moment where everyone is cool and they're like, hey, pilot, good job. I, I can't believe you got those bombs off. Because no. none of them like, actually hate each other. It's really good. Uh, yeah. They've done a, a very great job uh, with these two episodes of being away from like Shah or Ramble Rao or like, the you know the actual forces of zeon trying to capture everything i like that it's just been kind of separated from that for a for a couple weeks it's been a little break yep this episode's so it's good so, it's really good <laughs> yeah uh anytime you just get like both sides don't actually care about this war and can be friendly when they don't have to kill each other it's my favorite mm-hmm. thing uh it's the thing that feels most honest to humans it really does <laughs> Uh, so that is it. Um, next time, episode 15, if you are watching on the Blu-rays or any like English region release, episode 15 does not actually, is not the actual 15. Uh, the episode 15 that we are going to be watching is the Japanese one. Cause I have it on my files. It was never released in the West. So, um, uh, our apologies for this next episode and how the numbering is going to be messed up going forward. Yep. The annoying thing uh, is if you have the Blu-rays. Yeah. The annoying thing isn't that they skipped this episode in England. It's that they also renumbered everything. So it just like, everything is one number lower. Even they, they could have just yep. skipped 15 and it would have been fine. Cause if you know, if, if you're a person buying a Blu-ray of fucking Gundam, I'm fairly sure you know about the episode that wasn't released in English. <laughs> so the thing I saw was that, like, uh, the, the creator, I can't remember his name, it's hot my head, and I'm not going to look it up right now, was not happy with this episode. He was like, it's not the, as good as the episodes around it, so I just decided not to bring it over. And then watching the preview for it, I remember this episode being pretty cool. So it's like the most generic anime thing, but in a delightful way. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I don't know yep. why you'd pick, like, oh, one of these episodes just isn't good enough. Like, it's fine. Calm down. It's gone. Yeah. No, I agree. So if you are watching these on the Blu-ray, uh, maybe, you know, find yourself a torrent. It's probably on YouTube, actually, thinking about it. I bet it's on I bet YouTube. it's not that hard to find. Yep. Um, so, yeah, please look forward to that. It'll be great. 
uh, Gundam continues to be awesome. I think that's it for I'm us. I'm fairly we sure. We don't do plugs. Don't. I always forget we no, don't do we, plugs. This is the premium episode, so we are in and we are out, and everyone can just enjoy it. It's great. Goodbye. Yep. Goodbye. No, thanks, everyone, for your support. Yeah. Uh, let your friends know. We're, we're trucking. We are we are deep into the middle part of the show in a lot of we ways. Are. So We're going to be done before you know it. Isn't it like January or February? It is we're January done? that we're going to be done. Yeah, it's going to be here before you know it. I have to I have to new work on a new uh image for this podcast cuz that image is going to change every show. Yep, that's well that's on you. It doesn't have to, but you've decided yeah, no, that's on to you. do that. It doesn't have to, but I want it to. <laughs> All right. Goodbye everyone. Goodbye. Amuro, amuro, furimukanai de uchu no kanata ni kagayaku hoshi wa amuro. お前の生まれた故郷だ覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロスリムクナムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと宇宙の果てにきらめく星はアムロお前が捨てたふるさとだ忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せをアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に